What's up, Crossover fam? This is Tammy. We want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. God has been moving in major ways in our community, and we're so glad that you get to be a part of it. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to live out your calling in Christ. Enjoy this week's message. Make some noise for all of our guests in the building. Hey, what about that Easter video? That Easter video is fire, man. Did y'all see that? Shout out to Will Thomas. Shout out one more time for everybody who got baptized and met the Lord last week. That's really what it's all about. Let me ask you a question because this morning has been like one of those mornings. You ever had one of those mornings before? You know what I'm talking about? Like when we got here, nothing was working. Like it was, it was like almost as like the enemy came in the room and just like unplugged everything. Like nothing was working and it just seems to be like one thing after another, after another, after another. Can anybody relate? Say amen. Now listen, I'm going to pray right now and I'm going to pray and I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to shift the atmosphere right now in Jesus' name. I mean, he already has in worship, but I just feel led to start this whole service off with prayer and we're going to jump right into this word. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you, God, that he is alive and he lives inside of us, his body, God. And I pray that the Holy Spirit just abounds in this room today, God, abounds in our minds, abounds in our hearts. And whatever distraction, whatever deterrent that the enemy is trying to pull us away from, from your purpose, from your anointing, from your goodness and your mercy and your grace, I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. And we loose and we allow and we welcome the power of the Holy Spirit. So we thank you, Father, for each person in this room. We celebrate them today. It's in Christ's name we pray. We all said amen, amen. Let's make some noise for the Lord real quick. Come on. So, uh, you know, last week was such a big week on Easter. I was like, man, what am I going to share about after Easter? And then that whole little Nas X thing came out with the shoes. Y'all remember that, right? I'm not going to even go into that, that, that mess. I mean, the enemy's always, you know, had his way. He's the God of this world. And he has zero power over his church, by the way. Zero power. So we shouldn't get, we shouldn't be shocked if the enemy's now, you know, unclothing himself in 2021 and just smiling and waving at us. I would rather see the enemy than see the enemy clothed in righteousness and have to wonder whether it's the devil or God. So we know who we are. I'm not scared of him. He has zero power over me. We have the power to trample serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And the scripture says, by no means shall nothing ever harm us. Amen? So we're not even going to get into that. But I decided, I said, man, I do want to preach a message on shoes. How many shoe people we got in the building? Come on, come on, come on. How many people, turn the lights on real quick. How many people want to win one of these J's real quick? Turn the lights on. There we go. We got one men's, one ladies, and one kids. We're going to give that away at the end of service. And so I, I was praying to the Lord. I was like, Lord, give me, give me something about shoes. And he took me to Ephesians chapter 6. And some of y'all have read this scripture before, but we're going to read it again. It says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Say full armor. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. Right? When people come out and with the 666 stuff and the devil star and this and that. Like we have the power to stand against that in the name of Jesus. He schemes while he's in this world. Verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Now let me tell you something. When the enemy is scheming, the enemy tries to get us to believe that our struggles is with each other. 
Our struggles is with this race versus this race. Our struggles is with I got more money than you got. Our struggles are with this. No, that's a lie from the pit of hell. The Bible says that our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but here's what our struggle is against. You ready? Rulers against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Verse 13, therefore, because our struggle is with these, this spirit realm, this dark force, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted, or I like to say laced up with readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to all, somebody give me another mic. This is the enemy, I'm telling y'all, this is the enemy. Y'all, get, y'all better get ready for what God wants to do in this place. Y'all better get ready. Somebody give me another mic. Fitted with the breastplate of righteousness. In addition, take up the shield of faith, which, is, which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Come on, somebody. I'm hype about that. Here comes my mic. I'm going I'm to do a little transfer real quick. A little, a little transfer. Here we go. Can y'all hear me now? Oh, I sound a lot better. Look at God. God always saves the goodness for, for the last, right? How many of y'all got crazy shoe games? Say yeah. You know, it's crazy. My man, double. did y'all like double ATL? Make some noise for double ATL. Come on. My man Hovey in the building as well. Hovey just dropped the album called Christopher. Make sure you check out his album as well. You know, and we make different shoes for different type of things, right? My, my wife, you know, we're both from Florida. My wife loves to wear sandals, a.k.a. chancletas. You know what I'm talking about? She likes to wear sandals for all the Hispanic, Spanish people in here. She likes, to, she likes to have those open toes stuff, like where her feet can breathe a little bit. Ladies, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about? And for me, I'm not really that type of dude. Like, I would rather wear some sneakers, any sneakerhead. Say, yeah. So there's different type of sneakers, you know, made for different type of stuff. Like, I'll never forget, I'm not a good golfer, but somebody took me golfing one time, and they asked me, they're like, do you got the shoes? And I'm like, golf shoes? What? I didn't even know they made golf shoes, but they make shoes for golf. I used to play football, and and during football, I can't wear, you know, basketball shoes on the football field. Otherwise, I'll slip and I'll fall. So you got to wear these things called cleats. Y'all know what cleats are? And they, they, they get a grip into the ground, and there's running shoes for running. I never, I, I never forget when I tried to get in shape, I went to the store. Yeah, I tried to get in shape, y'all. I tried. I'm still trying, by the way. I went to the store. I said, I need some running shoes. And they're like, oh, we got you. Let me show you the running shoes. And they took me over to these shoes called New Balance. And they said, well, you know, how much do you want to spend? And I'm like, I, I don't know, like 40? And they're like, oh, no, you, don't, you, know, you need some good running shoes. They started showing me shoes for $200 just to run in. I said, I don't even want to run. I definitely don't need no $200 running shoes. And then we're over in the West Coast, and my friend said, you want to go see this waterfall? We're up in Portland, Oregon. And I took some of my guys with me, and, and I said, yeah, I want to go see a waterfall. He was like, cool. Did you bring any hiking boots? I'm like, hiking boots? I'm from the city. We don't go hiking. How far is this hike? He's like, oh, it's not far. And then we ended up... <laughs> We ended up going like miles and miles into the woods to see some water. 
you know, dripping off of a rock. But <laughs> praise God for people to like to do that. If you play basketball, we got basketball shoes. And, uh, let's shift over to the ladies. We got stilettos. Say, yeah. We got pumps. We got platforms, flip-flops, sandals. And then how many of y'all got like these, you know, these house shoes? That's what, that's what they call them in the south. Got some house shoes. Right? <laughs> I got me some house shoes for Christmas and they the bomb. I ain't going to lie. I just won't wear them where anybody can see me. When you go to the beach, yeah, skateboard shoes too, yeah, skateboard shoes with the holes in them. What about those, uh, what were those things called, uh, the old basket, the Converse, the, the Chuck Taylors. How many of y'all have some Chuck Taylors? Come on, everybody has some Chuck Taylors. You wear those things till they start ripping. The most uncomfortable shoe in the world, Chuck Taylors. And they used to play in those things, basketball, back in the 70s. I'm like, I'm surprised dudes weren't breaking their ankles. And one thing I love to do, and maybe y'all like to go to the beach. Y'all like to go to the beach? And, you know, Tammy gets mad at me every time. I'm probably going to be in trouble for this after, after service. Every time I go to the beach, I don't bring any special shoes for the beach. I don't bring any sandals. I'm not a sandal guy. So I walk in the sand in my J's. The problem is I always get sand inside of my shoes. You ever got sand in your shoes? That's super, super uncomfortable. But, you know, shoes have a purpose. Say purpose. Shoes all have a purpose. You don't see the NBA players, LeBron, like, you know, on the NBA court going for a shot barefoot. Ain't nobody playing any type of sport barefoot. They have shoes because the shoes have a purpose. And I wanted to tell you that shoes are there to support the body. Say the body. We all wear shoes on purpose. And there's, there's a reason and a purpose, and we're going to get into a little bit of that. But before we jump into that, you know, I wanted to talk about where did Paul come up with this armor of God? Like, why did he talk about this armor and these shoes, you know, of peace? And I wanted to tell you that Paul wrote Ephesians from a Roman prison. Did you know that? He was locked up in prison because he was preaching the gospel because of his faith. And this man was probably awaiting release, he, but, but, but the reality was he was probably going to be beheaded because of his faith. He knew he was probably going to die. So he's sitting in his jail, and in a Roman jail, these men and these women were shackled to Roman guards 24 hours a day. They weren't shackled necessarily to each other. They were always shackled to a guard. And so Paul, sitting in a Roman prison, probably penned this letter to the Ephesians about the whole armor of God shackled to a Roman guard while he was looking at them. So when he talks about the breastplate of righteousness, he's probably looking at this guard that had a breastplate on. He's talking about the belt of truth. He's probably looking at this Roman guard from a prison cell. They had this nice belt on. And then he gets down to the shoes. And he, the, the Roman guard, it says in 15, that his shoes were fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So the Holy Spirit starts to speak through Paul about what he was seeing in the physical. Locked up, in prison. Didn't want to be there, I'm sure. Was in a, was in a place that he probably didn't deserve. Well, I know he didn't deserve it. 
He's looking at this Roman guard who was holding him captive, and the Holy Spirit starts speaking to you and me about what he was seeing. But before we get into that, I want to jump to verse 13. It talked about the evil day. This is like a definite statement. This isn't like, you know, if the evil day comes. It says when it comes, because it is coming. There is an evil day coming, and it's referring to a certain season and a certain time. This is about us being prepared in advance to deal with what is coming. This is about us, you know, being ready for the moment when the enemy tries to attack when we're least ready. Because the devil loves to attack, steal, kill, and destroy when we think we're good. The enemy likes to slip his head in when we think we got everything together. We got to be prepared. We got to be prepared for what's to come. David, a man after God's own heart, let the enemy slip in. Moses, a man who was sent by God to free his children, let the enemy slip in. Peter, who is Jesus' boy, after Jesus, you know, hung on a cross, they came looking for the disciples to, to lock them up. And Peter denied Jesus. He let the enemy slip in. But one thing about this armor that, that, that Paul was looking at in this Roman prison and the Holy Spirit was speaking to him about this armor can withstand the onslaught of the enemy in Jesus' name. That's what it is for. The America, the USA, we have missiles, the defense missile system, systems. In place. I remember back in the day in the 90s when, you know, there was a war going on, we had these missiles that would go up and shoot other missiles. And he talks about the, the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the evil one. That's the disciples' defense missile system in Jesus' name. But we're talking about really the shoes today. We're talking about the shoes and in verse 15, the Roman soldiers wore these thick leather sandals. And attached to his feet, there was like these big leather straps with these cleats. They were like nails at the bottom of the, of the shoe. I want you to picture this in your mind. This was, this was really important that they had these, these cleats at the bottom because one of the top priorities for a soldier at war was good, dry shoes because your whole body was built upon your shoes. We do a lot of work with people on the streets. Men, women, and children who live on the streets for days, weeks, months, they don't have the opportunity to change their socks like we have the opportunity to change our socks. So a lot of health issues that occur in people, men, women, and children who live on the streets, a lot of times has to do with, you know, fungus growing in the feet. And so, so good pair of shoes for soldiers who were at war was imperative to winning the war. So our foundation is the gospel. We're called to be prepared in verse 15, right? Pre preparation means foundation. A soldier who can't stand can't fight. I'm going to say that again. A soldier who can't stand can't fight. And so the gospel is the foundation of everything 
of our lives. The foundation is the, is the foundation of our walk. The, found, the, the gospel is the foundation of everything that we believe in. But what is the gospel, right? What is the gospel? We preached the gospel last week. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. And the key, the thing is that the enemy tries to distort that and pollute that and to try to dismantle its truth. And we read in Galatians 1, it says this, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in this grace of Christ and you're turning to a different gospel. This is happening in 2021, y'all, which is not really a gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and you're trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one that was preached to you, let them be under God's curse. See, if you're wrong on the gospel, everything in your life is wrong in a sense. You know what I mean? If you're not standing on the truth, what are you standing on? We're standing on lies. We're standing on sand that could quickly crumble. And all this armor that he talked about in the scriptures wouldn't be the same if they didn't have on the right shoes. You know what I mean? Like they could have all the armor on and then they could have some chancletas on their feet and they ain't going to get nowhere. They ain't going to win the war barefoot. They got to have on the right shoes. You're not, you're not able to fight without the right shoes. So the shoes of this gospel provide stability. Say stability. That's what it provides for you. You're able to stand. I talked about playing football. The reason why we wear cleats is so you can dig your foot in the ground so that that person won't push you backwards. And in life, sometimes you need to put your foot down and be able to stand so that the enemy doesn't push you backwards because we've all been pushed back before. But when you have on the gospel of peace, when you have on the shoes that represent Jesus, you're able to be stable in life. All of us at one point were unstable, and that's not fun. These Roman soldiers, because of the shoes they had on, it, was, it, it helped them keep their footing when they were at war so they wouldn't be knocked over. Because if they were knocked over nine times out of ten, they were going to get killed because they were in war. And you don't want to be on the ground while you're in war. Some of us in life, you know, have fallen down on the ground plenty of times, and it is not fun, Right? It's not fun to get knocked over because the enemy doesn't want to just knock us over. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Some of us, and just being real, will believe anything that we read, especially in social media. We, we, we read something, and because we're not stable in the word, we're not stable in the gospel, and we don't have a full understanding of the word of God, we start to believe lies. We start to believe, you know, what social media teaches as the truth. And we don't even dig into it. Any great quote, and there's a lot of great quotes online, y'all. And everybody's just repurposing. Quote, oh, I like that. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to put my name on that joker. And people say, think, I, I said it. And, it. and people are just, you know, sharing these lies and sharing what they think is truth. But the reality is, is that's exactly what the enemy wants to do. We share it. The scripture talks about people who have tickling ears, right? Giving people what they want to hear, regardless whether it's truth, scripture, or not. People are going to share it. It reminds me of 2 Timothy chapter 4. For there will come a time when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, 
They'll suit their own desires. They'll gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears really want to hear. They'll turn their ears from the truth aside to miss. But you, I'm talking to you. Jesus is talking to you. Keep your head in all situations. Endure hardships. Sounds like a war to me. You better have on the right shoes when you're enduring hardships. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all your duties in ministry. See, these, these people who start to believe anything, they're not like the Bereans in Acts chapter 17. We read about these, these men called the Bereans who actually didn't believe everything that Paul was speaking. For themselves, what they did is they went back to the scriptures to make sure Paul was telling the truth. And let me tell you something. If you ain't taking what I'm saying, that's why I use the word a lot. That's why we preach the Bible. You got to take what I'm saying, and you got to take it back into the Word. You better start to ask God, like, Lord, give me some revelation on this thing. Lord, I'm not just going to believe him. I want to believe you. That's why this church preaches the Word in Jesus' name. But these, these men are called, or they might be more like these, these guys in Ephesians chapter 4. Tossed back and forth by the waves, right? Blown here and there by every wind of teaching and the cunning craftiness of people with their deceitful scheming. And we read that word earlier. Who is the one who schemes? The enemy. Trying to knock us off of our purpose. Trying to knock us off course. I could get my kids to believe anything because they're kids. If I start telling them that the boogeyman lives in the closet when they're young, they're going to start to be scared to sleep in their room. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And so we have to grow up in Christ. We have to start to mature in Christ and get into the word for ourselves because he's trying to get us stable in Jesus' name. Stable. We got to put these shoes on with the gospel of peace. The Bible is true, including how it says to be saved. I'm hearing a lot of stuff that, yeah, you could be saved by, you know, all religions lead to the same place. You ever heard that before? Right? Uh, that, you know, we weren't necessarily born this way or that way. It doesn't matter how. No, listen, God created man. God created woman. That's what the Bible says. I didn't say it. The scripture says that. There's a lot of things that are people are trying to debate truth. But the reality is there is an absolute truth. It is the word of God. And you could, you could have all stability by standing on this word in Jesus' name. So it, it provides stability, absolutes. It also provides mobility. Say mobility. There's nothing worse than walking in a pair of shoes that don't fit you. You ever get a pair of shoes, it's your size, but you put them on and it's too small. Starts to rub you, you know, the wrong way. You know what I'm talking about. You get some blisters. You're like, ooh, this thing hurts. Or a brand new pair of boots. The first day you wear them, ooh, that don't feel good. But, but the gospel provides us to be mobile. Caesar wanted these, these soldiers to have shoes that they were able to move quickly. They were designed with fur inside of the shoe. You know, apple bottom jeans, boots with the... I just messed up the whole sermon on that. Your mind went to a whole different place. Just like my house slippers, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm even going to say this right now. I have these slippers with this fur inside of them. And when I, when I put them on, I'm like, yeah. 
but I would never let you see me with those slippers on. Never. But they're comfortable. And so these were, these were the type of shoes that these soldiers were wearing. Like he wanted to make sure these men not only were comfortable, but they were able to maneuver. They were able to run. They were able to pivot. They were able to fight in them. Imagine like these shoes right here. I think I want to design for Nike because I would put some fur in some, inside of some J's. Yeah, I would put some fur inside of some J's. That would be fire. <laughs> No matter how skilled the soldier was, listen, no matter how skilled they were, if they weren't standing, they were going to be defeated. Stability is necessary, but mobility is just as important. You hear me? Stability is our message. It's the word. It's the word of God. It's the truth. It's the absolute truth. Mobility is our method of getting out the message. The word is non-negotiable. The word never changes. It's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But our methods, say methods, our methods change. And so people in 2021 are trying to change not the method but the message. See, the message can't change, but the methods do. 20 years ago, people weren't rapping, you know, on the stage of churches. And that's okay. Things change, but what can never change is the word of God. See, people don't like change, and, and so people try to stay the same, but it's not about staying the same. Like, life is all about change. Life is all about maneuvering. Life is all about pivoting. Life is all about changing into what God wants us to be because we're all being transformed more into his image, and praise God for that. There's five things that hinder change. I'm going to jump through them really quick. And this is a really a whole other message, but I feel, I feel led to say them. Pride, I don't need change. We're prideful. We've never done it that way before. Or we're fearful. I'm scared to change. Or that's too much risk to change. Or we rebel. I don't want to change. I don't want to submit myself unto anybody. It's too inconvenient for me. Or we're too lazy. It's too much work to change. Why can't I just sit back, hang out, have a good time? Or I love this one, that's not my calling. Mm. We're too lazy. We're too ignorant sometimes. I don't know how to change. I want to change, but there's nobody, nobody's helping me change. So we got to stay mobile, yo. We got to adapt to change. We can't compromise truth, but we can change how we do things. So the gospel of the, the shoes of peace are stability, mobility. And the third thing is this, is it gives us an opportunity. Everyone loves new opportunities, right? I love new opportunities. We're called to carry this message out, the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ as a lifestyle. Did you know that? That every single person in this room is a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and when you leave this room, we have a sign right outside the door. It says, go into the mission field. The mission field is the moment that you leave here. Wherever you go to lunch, you're going to have a waitress or somebody who takes your order. That person Jesus loves and he died for her or him. And guess, what he, guess who he sends? He sends you. He sends you to go love on them and to share the word. 
Romans 10, 15, how beautiful are the feet of those that preach the gospel. Our feet, the shoes on our feet have purpose. They mean something. These, these soldiers kept their shoes on 24-7. They slept in their shoes. Why? Because they had to be ready. They had to be ready to move. They had to be ready to fight. They had to be ready to do what they were called to do. They were ready at all times. And the disciple of Jesus were always looking for an opportunity. We got to stay ready. 2 Timothy 2.4, preach the word, be prepared, be ready in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instructions. Every single one of us are witnesses to who Jesus really is. The question is, what has he done in your life? What has he done in you? What has he done through you? That story, that testimony is supposed to be told. That testimony is supposed to be shared. You're like, I don't really have a story. He hasn't done nothing to me. Oh, listen, if he saved you and set you free, he has done the greatest testimony of all time. You don't have to have a horror story of prison or you don't have to have a horror story of I almost died. Listen, if you know Jesus and Jesus has kept you from all those things that all these other people talk about, they delivered, he delivered them from. Listen, that's the greatest testimony of all. I, I want my kids to be able to walk with Jesus for all of their life and God had to have his hand upon them where they don't have to take part in the things of the world. God can protect them. God can watch over them. You have a story. And I, I want to encourage and challenge you this week to share your story. God, put, God puts people around you at work, in your neighborhood, in your school, who need to hear your story. Because we're healed by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We're stable. We're mobile. We have to be available to take the opportunity. And the Lord just gave me a last one. As I was standing back here worshiping, I had to tell him to put it in the, put it in the queue. It's got to be the shoes, right? But one thing that the shoes do is it changes the way that we walk. When you have this firm foundation called the Word of God, you have Jesus in your life. You become mobile. He sets you free from death, hell, destruction, and the grave. And he gives you this thing called an abundant life. That's what he wants for you, a life full and he gives you opportunities every single day, not just to love him, but to serve him by loving your neighbor. And the result of that, when you do those three things and you got revelation of who you are in this kingdom, he gives you these shoes of peace that no matter what's happening around you, you could have peace inside of you. And you walk different. So if you're not walking different today, I believe that the Lord, whether you win these shoes or not, let me tell you something about these shoes. These shoes are going to get wore out. These shoes are going to get scuffs on them. These shoes are going to break, wear down. But these shoes that Jesus wants to give you, these are shoes of war. I'm not going to cookie cut this thing. 
this life of a disciple, it's not an easy walk. The Lord never said it would be easy. The Lord actually said it's going to be hard. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to be rejected for my name's sake. And so some of us are wondering where God is because our life is hard. Listen, God is with you. You got to lace up your shoes a little tighter. You got to put on the right shoes. You got to dig your foot into the ground, and you're going to have to fight. But we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities, rulers of darkness. We fight against demonic forces in this world. But be of good cheer, for Jesus has already overcome the world. You hear me? He's already overcome. And so when you really understand who you are in the kingdom of God, you shouldn't be afraid. Life isn't going to be easy. But in the end, guess what he said? It is going to be worth it. So all of us that are going through hard times, all of us that are hurting, all of us that, you know, might have got some bad news this week, all of us that, you know, all these things are going wrong, be of good cheer. Because the gates of hell will not prevail against us, his church. They're trying to, but they're not. But one thing I know about gates, they're not marching forward. Gates, a purpose of a gate is to keep people out and to hold people back. But guess what? I and you have the keys to the kingdom. You have the key. It says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Why does it say that? Because the reality of everything starts in heaven. Mm. Keys open things. Keys lock things. I believe today, as we pray, God wants you to open some things up. God wants to open up mental prisons. Those that have been locked for a long time have these addictions, have these issues that you can't break free from. Maybe it's sin, whatever it is. God wants to set you free in the name of Jesus. But you have to take authority over it. You have to speak. You have to pray. You have to cry out. That's binding things up. You also have the power to loose things. Let them go. And so I want to pray right now. How many people will be real enough in this room before we give away these shoes? Say, you know what? Man, I need to stand on the word. I need to be really set free. I need to, I need to start being mobile. I, I, want, I want God opportunities in my life. I want to walk different. How many of y'all say, you know what, that's me. Slip your hand up so I can see you. That's me. It's going to be a lot of us. Amen. Stand to your feet if you have your hand up. Stand to your feet real quick. Be bold enough. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I want us to pray one for another right now. So if somebody's standing, you can stand around them. Just, you know, what do you got to touch their shoulder? Or if they're not comfortable, just put your hand toward them. However you want to do this. And we're going to pray. The, the scripture says pray one for another so that we could be made whole. Let's pray one for another. Father God, I just thank you for your children. Come on, y'all pray for them out loud. Come on, pray for them. We celebrate them today, God. Lord, I pray for peace that transcends all human understanding, God, that will guard their heart and their mind in Christ Jesus. I pray that we lace up the gospel of peace on our feet, that our lives will become stable in all things, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially stable. That's it right there. Financially stable in Jesus' name. 
physically stable in Jesus' name, spiritually stable in Jesus' name, mentally stable in Jesus' name. That's a word for somebody in here. Allow us to be mobile. We can move freely for your purposes. Mobility for those that can't move, for infirmities in the body, be healed in Jesus' name. Those that are hurting in their bodies, in the name of Jesus, I speak to the root of the issue right now. And we speak healing, Father, healing, healing, healing right now, in the name of Jesus. Set the captives free right now. I come against anything that is trying to hold back the fullness of what you want to do. I pray against addictions. I pray against temptations. I pray against any sin, Lord God. May the liberating power of the Holy Ghost start to move in this room. May we sense you doing a new thing, God. May we sense you doing a new thing, God. May we walk differently. May when we come out of here, we feel this lightness. Jesus. The Lord says this in his word, that my ways are easy and my burdens are light. Come to me, Jesus. And I will give you rest. I believe that some of us will walk differently when we leave here. Because the Lord is going to remove the heaviness by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father God, I pray right now, God, for removal of the heaviness. Lift that off of them right now in Jesus' name. Lift it. Come Holy Spirit. Just receive him right now. He's pouring out his peace right now. Just receive him right now. The peace of God. Touch our minds, Lord Jesus. If you don't know him, the Bible says, call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Believe in your heart that Jesus died and he rose from the dead. And all the old things will pass away and all things will become brand new. So, Father, we call upon your name. Jesus. Come on, some of y'all need to pray to him. I can't pray this for you. Say, Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, wash me. Jesus, cleanse me. Believe in my heart that you died for me and you rose from the dead. This is the day where everything changes. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. We all said amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Man, what a powerful message. We want to thank you for tuning in. I hope that this week's word blessed and encouraged you. God is doing some amazing things in our community, and we're so glad to have you be a part of it. If you're new to our ministry, we would love to connect with you. You can go to crossoverchurchatl.com backslash connect and fill out the information so that we can stay connected. Also, if you would like to give to help support our ministry, you can go to crossoverchurchatl.com backslash give. Thanks and God bless.